T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. We go to our expert friend, Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg. He's a former National Security Advisor to the Trump Administration, as well as the co-chair of the Center for American Security at America First Policy Institute. General, thank you for coming back on the show with us. Hi, Annie. Thanks for having me. Good to be with you. Of course. You know, I want to give you the opportunity to set the table a little bit for us. When we hear ceasefire, we've been hearing that word for quite some time from the likes of uh, Representative Tlaib, who has been calling for a ceasefire from the very beginning. And now it's being discussed at the U.N. Who is asking for what by way of a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas right now? Yeah, and it will start with that because ceasefire is foolish in any regard. And, and the vote yesterday was actually 13 to 1 with one abstention. The Brits abstained. We were the only ones who vetoed it in the UN Security Council. Uh, but we haven't, because that was a full ceasefire. But we've been talking about, we, this administration, has been talking about a limited ceasefire. That's wrong, too. There shouldn't be any ceasefire. I mean, here's where you get to an end state it is unconditional surrender, eradication of, of Hamas. Hamas is a terrorist organization. They have killed Americans. They have captured Americans and still hold some of them under captivity. They're not good people. And what the Israelis are trying to do is eradicate a threat on their territorial border. Hamas invaded Israel on the 7th of October, brutally massacred scores of people, and, and they are taking what they should do. Uh, is taking stock of the situation and eliminating uh, Hamas. And that means going into Rafah. And the reason why I think everybody, not everybody, people want to see a ceasefire is they realize that where the Israelis are going, Rafah is the last holdout. Once they clear Rafah, which is right on the border of Egypt, they've kind of controlled now all of Gaza militarily. And they can go systematically through it and reduce and eliminate Hamas. That needs to be done. I think anybody talking about ceasefire is foolish. Just say, nope. We look to, you, to the Israelis and say, whatever you need to get it done, do it. We're with you. Thank you very much. Call me when you're done. It seems to me like that's kind of what's been what, the the attitude has been towards Ukraine. You know, we're sending a lot of money over there. And I, I understand that even on the, the right side of the aisle, there is some disagreement as to the benefit of doing that and the necessity of doing that. But we seem to be very concerned about what's going on with Israel and very active and aggressive on trying to manipulate that situation. How has Hamas, from the time from October 7th, when they first levied this attack against Israel, 
How have they fared up until this point uh, in the middle of February of the following year? When you say how well they fared, you mean militarily? Yeah. Or, I, I, have we weakened? Has Israel weakened oh, Hamas? Yeah. yeah, they have. They've, they've done. A, a, they're, they're not done, but they've. they've uh, I think they've got something like twenty-eight what they call battalions, fighting units, and they've reduced about eighteen of many Israelis, and they've got to finish them all out. So they're, they're doing a good job. But this just this is going to take. They're going to have to be a, a real hard discussion. What happens next? What follows on from this? Because they can't continue to have the situation Israel can't about having a threat like this on the on the very edge of Gaza and in uh, on the border with Israel. Yeah. So are they doing a good job? Yeah, uh, they are eradicating to the best they can. Hamas answers yeah, uh, but the threat is still there. It'll take a while to do it. I think that's why there's a lot of people trying to push back on Israel getting a ceasefire because they they see where Israel is going. I believe Netanyahu's right. There should be no discussions until they've completed their military operations. So it's going well. It's hard. Anytime you fight in cities, if you're in the military, it's a very, very difficult operation to do it. They're losing soldiers. Uh, But I think they've got the right attitude and the right philosophy on what to do next. We're speaking with the former National Security Advisor to the Trump administration, Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg, with us here on the Andy Fry Show right now. What I mean, if if you don't eradicate them completely, you're kind of setting the tone for what's going to happen in the future, I would assume. Yeah, yeah, you do. But that's the reason why what they've done, and I think it's smart. You're seeing the Israelis going after the senior leadership as well. Um, and and that's what you need to do. It's not so much the rank and file as you kill the senior leaders. Believe it or not, it's sort of like what we did in Iraq when you had – you know, Petraeus was running the, the Grand Forces, and then you had Stan McChrystal, General McChrystal, running the Special Operations Forces. And their focus was in Iraq at the time during the Iraq War, where Petraeus would do the daily fight. And then and every night, Stan McChrystal's teams, his Special Ops teams, would go out and kill leadership. And you reach a point where nobody wants to be a leader anymore. You know, thank you very much. I prefer not to do this. And I think that's where you kind of want to get to. So it's not just necessarily the ground, the foot soldiers. The importance is to eradicate the leadership. And I will tell you, based on the history of Mossad and the Israeli intelligence forces, I wouldn't put it past them that they're eventually going to take out everybody that's involved in this from Hamas. If I was a senior leader of Hamas, I wouldn't be sleeping well at night or I'd be way far away from the, the region right now. And that's how you do it. You break the back by eradicating the leadership. We did the same thing. You know, when we killed Soleimani, and uh, the Iranian three-star commander of the Quds Force, probably one of the most charismatic officers in the Iranian military, it was designed to send a message that you couldn't replace him, and they haven't been able to. They've put in a guy, the Iranians, named Ismail Ghani, who replaced Soleimani, but is nowhere the leader and nowhere as charismatic. You do the same thing with ISIS. When we killed al-Baghdadi, uh, they put a couple people in, in under ISIS to follow him. We've killed him off too. You don't even, you can't. Most people can't even name who the current leader of ISIS is. <laughs> Nobody really wants to be that leader, and that's really how you have to handle it. It's systematic. It's hard, but you've got to do it. So when we hear people calling for ceasefire, when it's being discussed at the UN, um, what what we have seen by way of trying to defend civilians who the people in Hamas are standing, putting these civilians in front of them and putting them in harm's way. Once again, Hamas is making that choice. What, what is the UN, like, how do they, how do they 
come to the table and say, we need a ceasefire and also understand what it is that you're saying, which is Israel's never going to be safe if Hamas continues to exist. How do they get away with sleeping? Like, how do they sleep at night saying, but we also need a ceasefire? Well, welcome to the U.N. I mean, this is the way the U.N. is. You know, the U.N. is not an ally of the United States. never has been. You look at the non-aligned nations and some of the other nations. I mean, look at the vote. 13 to 1 against us. Really? That means not only were, were the Brit, did the Brits abstain, but that means the French weren't for us either. And they said, wait a second. We're all these nations who are supposed to be allies of ours and this desert us in, in Israel when it really needs to be done. There should have been numerous votes of no on that. And people just say, no, we're not going to go there. But they do that all of the time. That's the frustration I get when they talk a good game, but when it comes right down to it, they don't play the game as well. So that's the reason I'd say, as a United States of America, my recommendation to a president was you turn to Bibi Netanyahu and his coalition government, and you say, tell us when the job's done. Thank you very much. Mm. See ya. And we don't do that. I mean, to me, national security is hard enough without acting so at putting so many variables in it. Make it really clean, make it concise, make it professional and execute. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Is is America failing to lead in this regard? Is this an administration that is failing to lead and persuade the U.N.? Do, we, do you not even care really what the U.N. has to say in this regard? What's the what's the 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 national home front role in trying to guide the world in its reaction to this conflict in the Middle East? Yeah, let me explain it more generally than that, because it's a laissez-faire attitude right now, this administration, how it goes after national security. Give you five areas. The five critical national security areas to me is the border of the United States, the status of the United States military, then your three regional areas, uh, Europe, uh, Ukraine, Russia, the Middle East, and the Far East. Okay, it, when, when it came to the border, when we left the, administ- the last administration, when Trump left, the border was secure with Romania and Mexico. Today, the border is wide open. 
millions have come across. More people have come across the border illegally than in 35 plus of our states' populations. So we got a problem. You look at the military today. When we left the military, uh, the recruiting levels, they're meeting 100% uh, of the, the force structure today. They're made, the, the Army, Navy, Air Force is manning at 66%. They're going on incredible um, overreach on a lot of budgets. They're breaking the budget. It's broken system and to include the wokeness of it. When you look at the Middle East right now, when we left the Middle East, was really stable. We had put out a plan called Peace to Prosperity, uh, which was to bring in the Palestinians into a peace agreement. We had set up the, the Abraham Accords. Now it's a cauldron of violence, and it's just totally broken. When you look at Ukraine uh, with Russia, when we left, Ukraine was not at war. 2014, Russia had invaded Crimea. Then under Biden, Russia's invaded Russia, uh, Ukraine as well. It didn't happen under our watch. What we did was that we were the first uh, tranche of, of offensive weapons. The javelin systems were given under Trump. The, pl the place was at peace. You look at the Far East right then, Kim Jong-un was under control. Kim Jong-un is now shooting missiles. And you've got a, a, an emergent China that we thought we'd at least had some balance on. So on, on balance, when you look at those five, the five national security issues, when you look what we were handling, what we were doing, and, and recognizing the problems and handling that, we were fine. If you look at the current administration, it's all broken. The problem, Annie, is trying to bring this all back into a box again. It is so hard when you've got multiple problems to try and resolve these or put them back in, in a in former status quo, or at least status quo anti uh, area. It's just almost, right now, it's almost impossible to do. And my concern is one of the, each one of these areas is a flashpoint. For example, let's just use the Middle East. What happens if a Houthi missile actually attacks a U.S. hits a warship? Mm -hmm. Nearly did, nearly hit the USS Gravely, which is a destroyer. If they had, if that Houthi missile had hit a U.S. warship and it had sunk in the Red Sea, that would have been the first capital Navy ship we had lost in wartime since World War II. Three hundred sailors on board. Wow. What would have been our reaction then? And they're still shooting them at us. So you have to ask yourself the question. Why don't you take some action that makes sure the Iranians, who are the sponsor of this, knows you do this, you're going to pay a major price. But nothing's been said out of it. And the reason I used it gravely, they had to use the last le level of defense, which is called the phalanx seaway system, just to down that missile. It's just a matter of time until something catastrophic happens, and then where do you go? And I can show you through each level of, of the areas we just talked about where there could be a flashpoint, and then you've got a major problem you're going to have to address and I don't think this administration prepared for it at all. It's, it's, it feels very much like the clock is ticking on, on a whole host of issues. Before we let you go, Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg with us right now. Are those, is the status of those five areas that you are, you just very uh, wonderfully laid out for us, are those sins of omission or commission by this administration? Is it intentional or is it because they're terrible at their jobs? I, honestly, Annie, I think it's both. Okay. I think they've come in and they've said, yeah, this is kind of the way it is. Look, it is so important that national security advisors, they're really talented people, and you hope they are, and they can give good advice. You think about it. They have good historical background and knowledge. I am now absolutely convinced that the advisors that this president has are really subpar. You know, when you look at Tony Blinken, remember Tony Blinken, Senator John McCain on this floor of the Senate, said, in, go back and look at the testimony he had when, this is years ago, he thought Blinken, now our Secretary of State, was a threat to America. And you look at Jake Sullivan, and Jake Sullivan has made bad decision after bad decision. Example, recently in the Foreign Affairs magazine, which is a very good magazine, 
one of the premier magazines in national security, he said just recently, they had to revise and extend his remarks. He wrote in that magazine that the Middle East is as quiet as it has been in the last two decades. Oops, then this thing broke out with Hamas. They had to change. They, had to add, they actually allowed him to change his remarks in the Foreign Affairs magazine. That's all public record. Just go check it out. So you ask yourself the same question. Are these people really that good? No, they're not. As an omission and commission, it's, prob- it's, it's probably both. They're in over their heads. Man, it's embarrassing, but it's also of great consequence, which is the frightening part of it. Uh, Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg, thank you. We are always so grateful for your time. We appreciate you. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for having me. Of course. Bye-bye. The former national security advisor to the Trump administration, co-chair of the Center for American Security at America First Policy Institute. Gosh, that guy knows some things. And it's always great that he is willing to give us some of his time. Uh, Great connection there. Love our relationship with the America First Policy Institute and the uh, opportunities they provide us. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 